Oh, hey, I'm so glad you're back in the archive checking out this episode. I wanted to give you a heads up that while the episode you're about to hear may be a little bit older, we still stand behind all of our advice and actionable takeaways. However, we may mention resources that are no longer available. The best way to get our up-to-date resources is going to feelgoodretail.com slash podcast and checking out what we have there. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. Welcome to Retail for the Rest of Us, a podcast for indie retailers, makers, and shop owners who want to do business differently. I'm your host, Janine Malone, retail expert, small business cheerleader, and the founder of Feel Good Retail. On this show, you'll hear insights, strategies, and ideas on how to sustain and scale your shop without sacrificing your sanity. Each week, you'll hear from me and the occasional guest expert in what I hope feels more like a voice note from your retail BFF than a business podcast. Additional goodies and support can be found in our show notes and at feelgoodretail.com. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, everyone. I'm Janine Malone, and today I want to talk about selling out and why success doesn't mean selling out, regardless of what we've been told or what we think or what our mean little brains say to us sometimes when we're getting a little bit outside of our comfort zone. But before that, a little bit of housekeeping. There are only a few days left to fill out our community survey to tell me all of your thoughts and your feelings and your opinions and your dreams and your wishes and all the things you want me to make for you. If you go to the link in our show notes or the link on our website, feelgoodretail.com, you will find a survey, a very quick one, takes five to 10 minutes. And I want to hear from you. I want to understand what would feel supportive, what areas you're looking to grow in, and how Feel Good Retail can help support you to get there. Instead of me making assumptions, like I talked about last week, I just want to get your feedback. So if you can jump in there, if you haven't already, if you have, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so, so much. But if you haven't, there's still time. By the time this episode comes out, you'll still have three days to fill that survey out and give me your thoughts and feelings because on April 14th, which is Friday, one lucky winner is going to be notified that they've won a free one-on-one consulting session with me. Pretty amazing. That time is seriously valuable and not able to be booked any other way right now. So if you want some eyeballs and some personal attention and some quality time with yours truly, this is a really low lift way to get that. And I would so, so, so appreciate your help, whether you win or not, because filling out this survey, frankly, is winning because hopefully it means you're going to get even more amazing resources and support from me, whether it's that one-on-one session or just the new things that we're making for Feel Good Retail. The other thing I wanted to call out is yet again, one of our favorite resources is back and free and available. It's called the Ultimate Indie Retailer Resource Guide, and it's got over 100 recommendations of tried and true products, services, Shopify apps, self-care practices, books, podcasts, etc. that I swear by, that I put my stamp of approval on, and that I hope are valuable to you. I hope that this guide saves you time, saves you Googling, and allows you to just have a trusted resource where the next time you're looking for, let's say, somewhere to get a sticker printed, or you know, you want to download a book for a long flight and you really want it to be based on your business, that there are recommendations there from a trusted source. Me. 
You can find the link to that as well in the show notes or on feelgoodretail.com. So the last two episodes have been a little bit more actionable. We've gone into and discussed a handful of reasons why indie retailers fail to grow. The first one, two episodes ago, we talked about doing too much, about where to focus, about sustainable sales strategy and the three elements of a sustainable sales strategy, and what it feels like when you just know you're doing too much and you're diluting your efforts. Last week, we talked about how to stop making assumptions and start analyzing to grow the strategic muscle that I know you all have how to utilize your creativity to build said strategy so that it really aligns with your brand and your vision and your specific unique point of view. We also talked about numbers and I give an example from a recent client audit that changed their entire strategy from 2023. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, I highly recommend going back and checking them out because today we're going to talk about feelings. We're going to be a little bit more emotional and we're going to talk about the fear that to grow your business or to be successful means that you have to sell out, means that you have to abandon your values, means that you have to like do things that you feel are icky or you don't agree with, or that you're going to become a version of you that you don't like anymore. And, you know, this is a serious mental block for me. And I know I'm not alone there because the stories that were fed about entrepreneurship and growth and what it looks like to succeed under capitalism are pretty gross. <laughs> it's like billionaires going to space, buying tech companies and running them into the ground, <laughs> running for president, IPOing, getting venture capital, failing, being a unicorn, hockey stick growth, all of this like extremely greedy ideals that I don't think a lot of us relate to. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't want to be safe and make enough money to be happy and to go on vacations and to live in a house that we really love and to be able to buy high quality groceries and, you know, support ourselves. I don't think that there's anything wrong with making a healthy living by any means. In fact, I'm trying to do that more myself. I'm trying to embrace that a little bit more myself. But there's a vast cavern between the success that I really desire, the amount that feels like enough to me and that feels really satisfying to me and fulfilling versus some of those other things I just mentioned, the like grasping, the growing, the growth at all costs. And I think that we don't always trust ourselves to know the limit and know when we've crossed over into that place that feels really bad. And I also think that we don't get enough stories about people who have succeeded on their own terms and who have found that like happy in between. And that's something I'm really interested in exploring more as the podcast continues, talking to indie retailers about what success looks like to them and how and when they've achieved it. But for now, I really want to talk about that block that seems to get in our way of growing because we feel like we're going to have to turn our back on ourselves. And that really doesn't feel very good to me. And I assume it doesn't feel good to you either. So I think it's fair to say and safe to say that we know there are a lot of stops along the way between being a brand new business and totally balling out, whatever that means to you. And there are even more 
paths and doors and journeys to get us there. But the general vibe of most retail advice, particularly for retailers, seem to include like spamming your customers, offering tons and tons of sales and promotions, discounting your products, and spending a lot of money on digital ads. But I know you. I know indie retailers. You guys don't want to annoy your beloved clients and community. In fact, you are some of the most conscientious people. Like I would say you under communicate with your community because you don't want to bother them, (laughs) which is, you know, really respectable, but they also really want to hear from you. You don't want to discount the artisan goods you sell and especially those that you make because you want the money from those products to go to the valuable and incredible and creative makers that you partner with or the ones you employ. And you see the value in your products and that is not something you're willing to compromise on. And third, most of you would rather step on a Lego than give Mark Zuckerberg a single cent more than you need to, let alone thousands of dollars a month. And there are tons of ways to grow without any of that. In fact, it's a huge reason why I started Feel Good Retail, because I was feeling like while I was doing consulting and I was working inside some of these brands, and before that, when I was working for the design studio I worked for, I was noticing all of these really incredible business owners come up against this point where they just felt like, okay, now it's necessary evil time. And I just don't believe in necessary evils. I think that there are always workarounds and ways to get to where you want to go. And that doesn't mean there aren't sacrifices, right? There's no perfect way to be in business. There's no perfect way to run a commerce business under capitalism. But as long as you can put your head on your pillow at night, know that you are proud of what you did and that you're doing the best you can, that is what I strive for. And so I really want to illuminate the possibility and the path to that kind of aligned growth while assuring you that you don't have to sell out, that you're not a sellout. And you definitely don't have to burn out or turn your back on your morals, especially in order to get where you want to go. So I thought it could be kind of interesting to talk about a handful of the creative strategies that I really love to utilize when it comes to growing a business and how I find that they avoid those feelings of being a sellout. And yes, spoiler alert, these all come back to the intersection of the parts of our sustainable sales strategy that we talked about in our You're Doing Too Much episode. If you want to grow your audience, you could build a dope referral program, incentivize your loving and loyal customers to share your shop with their network. This is an awesome way to meet new friends and deepen the relationship with your VIPs. Another way is to find ways to collaborate, work with your neighbors, your vendors, your other brands. There's so much power in teaming up. By sharing an audience, you can provide added value to your audience as well as increasing your reach. Plus, it's a great way to reframe competition. Number three, you can work with affiliates, team up with content creators, influencers, people in the press that share your values and not only get your products in front of new eyes, but have the added benefits of a trusted recommendation and storytelling around your brand. If you want to serve your community, you could offer loyalty perks 
there's a lot of emphasis on acquiring new customers, especially when brands are trying to scale. But in the retail industry, retention is everything. So what about your core community? Find ways to treat them like the VIPs they are. You could provide value beyond the product. Your shop doesn't exist in a vacuum. The more that you're able to create context through your email campaigns, blog posts, videos, social media, the more customers can connect with you, share your work, and connect you to their friends. And lastly, hosts can't fucking wait to attend events. One of the best ways to energize and expand your community is through events. By inviting your customers into an actual experience that you've curated well beyond even the products in your shop, you not only excite them, but you connect them to one another, which is truly one of my favorite things in the world. Hopefully this is the year we do some kind of feel-good retail to get together. It would fill my heart with so much joy. And lastly, if you want to sell like a human and focus on your sales experience without feeling like a total sellout, you can customize the customer journey, create thoughtful touch points along your brand's journey through automation and experiences to provide services, convenience, and that, oh, I feel totally seen feeling. You could personalize your suggestions. There is so much power in personalization, whether you're able to offer truly one-to-one personal clienteling or set up segments in your email service provider to serve customers based on past behaviors or interests. And lastly, crafting intentional promotions. You know, sales are a part of the retail game, but they don't have to be sleazy. Promotions are super powerful tools to drive sales, but we don't always need to slash our profits to make our promotions really, really effective. If you go back to our last episode and think about what is the number, what is the metric that you're trying to affect, you can probably craft a more targeted and specific discount or promotion to hit your goals, as opposed to just offering free shipping on everything, 30% off everything, etc. So Those are just a handful of ideas based on our sustainable sales framework that you can start to think about that can help you boost your sales, make more money and get to do more of what you do best. That is fundamentally a truth about retail, right? These businesses cannot operate without making sales, but that doesn't mean we have to sell out or make ourselves totally sleazy or aim for these ridiculous over the top goals in order to feel successful. And so here at Feel Good Retail, we really focus on the idea of community building, of nurturing, of really leveraging the connections in the experience of our brand, as opposed to using things like discounts and spamming and paid ads to really be the engine that drives our businesses forward. In fact, I think if you focus on building a community, it's really hard to feel like a sellout. Retention and loyalty is really the backbone of indie retail success. Even if you only have five customers right now, you have the opportunity to serve them, learn from them, and build a relationship with them, which can only benefit your business in the long term. That time and energy will come back to you tenfold, a hundredfold from the referrals, the programs, the products, and the content ideas that come from just getting to know and caring about the people that you serve. Chasing new isn't always the best way to grow. Chasing more isn't always the best way to grow. Going deeper, in my opinion, is always more interesting, more fruitful, and more fulfilling than casting a wide net. 
And I find it seriously takes the pressure off knowing that maybe your business isn't for everyone, but the people it's for, it's really, really for. So I hope that helps as you think about success and selling out and how to do that without feeling like you are abandoning yourself because success should feel good. Success should be something that you define for yourself and something that you chase with tactics that feel incredibly rewarding. And I'm never going to tell you to do anything besides that. So leaving you on that kind of emotional note, but I think it's fitting. And just a reminder that I want to grow. I want to grow this community and I'd really, really love to hear from you. So if you have a moment and you haven't already, please go to the link in our show notes and fill out our community survey so that we can get to work finalizing some of our 2023 offers. I would love, love, love to hear from you. In the meantime, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for being in business and cheers to feeling good. Thanks for listening to Retail for the Rest of Us. Find additional information and resources related to this episode in the show notes or on our website, feelgoodretail.com. This show was lovingly produced and edited by Softer Sounds, a feminist podcast studio. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to text it to your business bestie, share it on social media, and leave us a rating or review. It really helps the show grow organically, and we love making new friends. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being in business. And cheers to feeling good.